talk. God damn it, Paris. Sorry. <laughs> talk, talk to, to me. me. I let you in. <laughs> Welcome back to the Franken Sisters podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Paris. And this is our friend Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Okay, so we love horror movies. You love horror movies, Paris? I do love horror movies. You've really you've you've got me warmed up to them. I've you didn't used to watch horror movies a lot, but I think I've kind of I pulled you in. I let you in. <laughs> you've transformed me. I have, and I'm hoping to do the same to you. <laughs> I'm going to make you a horror lover. <laughs> I'm going to make you a horror. A horror. <laughs> I'm going to make you a horror. A horror lover. <laughs> But you don't like scary movies. No. You don't watch scary movies. I don't. What do you like to watch? YouTube. YouTube? What do you watch on YouTube? You know, I like scary video games on That's YouTube. right, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You told me about that. Yeah. <laughs> but do you like do you like comedy or like romance? Action? Yeah, I guess I do. I don't I feel like I don't watch that much TV or movies. Really? I really like watching video games on YouTube. That's so like, interesting. Pe- other people play video games. I don't. <laughs> you know, I kind of, you know what? I like to watch other people review movies. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same. <laughs> Interesting. And then you watch movies and I yeah. play video games, so. I love movies. Yeah. I love, I love, I don't really like romance. I don't really like comedy. I like action. I like sci-fi and my favorite is horror. Yeah. But yeah. anything a little bit weird. Oh, you You're know? not like other girls. I'm not like other girls. Do you know what I used to like to watch? What? Is um, murder mysteries. I love murder mysteries. Like Do those... You like- like those ones that like a murder happens and then the detective comes in and everybody's in the room and they, they reveal the killer. Very like, like uh, Agatha Christie. Yes, like Agatha Christie. Yeah. The... I have I have been known to dabble in true crime. Yes, yeah, it's interesting. I like a good mystery. I like a good mystery true. I lo- I love I love true crime. I think one day I'd like to maybe. I like unsolved crimes. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate. Oh, that's so hard for me to not have a like. But I think I also like, same reason I like movies like Talk to Me, I like having open ends and I like being able to talk about it and kind of like pick stuff apart. Yeah. Even though it is kind of maddening that you know you're never going to get like a real answer. I I don't know. I think that's kind of the fun in, I don't want to say true crime is fun, but I think that's kind of the appeal of Unsolved. Yeah. True crime is so fun. I love when people get murdered. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I feel about it. No, it's true that like some media... I don't know, movies, video games, they'll be really good because there's all these mysteries and these unanswered questions and yeah. it's fun and they'll ruin it as soon as they try and explain everything and start explaining everything. And yeah. It's like, it's no fun anymore. I don't like things to be over-explained, but yeah. I also don't like it. One of my biggest pet peeves is like when things are too vague, like there needs to be kernels, like little little truth kernels in yeah. there for you to be able to piece together. Yes. Like martyrs. Oh, uh, I don't. Don't talk about that movie. It's burned in my brain. We hate martyrs. That's the worst movie ever. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. There needs to be a good balance. You can't be completely, like, You can't be so out there. You can't leave, like... Yeah, it has to make some sort of sense, and that's what—that's the mark of a good movie—is when people can talk about it and talk about what it means and have like you know different interpretations of what you just watched. Yeah, and they give you little clues, and they're meaningful clues. And yeah, you can, yeah. Well, actually, I was watching um, this video on the movie that we're doing, Talk to Me, mm-hmm. which we love. Talk to Me. We saw it in theaters last year, and I've seen it like five different times after that. And I've I've watched it also a lot, and. 
it's just it's such a good movie but the video i was watching was talking about like easter eggs and i was reading also that this um q a from the directors who are actually youtubers by the way funnily enough yeah um and and they were talking about like you know if you look at the hand they use we'll explain that later that there's like clues to it and that actually all the answers are in the movie and you just have to look for them Yes, so I that's I think that's one of the reasons we really liked Talk to Me is because there's like I mean there's not like you can't it's not like off the wall but you have a certain number of maybe theories that you can kind of think about in different interpretations. Yeah. Well, now that I know that I'm gonna have to look up some YouTube videos and they tell me all of their secrets. I was trying to do that too. I couldn't. I didn't spend enough time doing it though. But I think that'd be fun. But there's there's so we'll talk about some of the theories at the end. But without further ado, let's get into Talk to Me. Cute. I let you in. The movie begins at a house party where a young man is searching for his younger brother. He's clearly worried about him and he's asking everyone at the party where his brother is. Nobody's seen him until he asks one person and she's like, dude, f- take care of your brother. He's out of his mind. And so you get the sense that he's just really, really worried about him and that maybe his brother's not in the best mental state. So eventually he finds him and he's, he's, he won't let him in the room he's in. He's banging on the door, which is a recurring theme in this movie, by the way, is banging on a door. Um, and, and so, but eventually he gets in, he, and he's talking to his brother and his brother's saying like, Do you, they're in the room right now and saying like, you're not my brother and they say you're going to kill everyone. And so, you know, he's like, the older brother's like, okay. Oh, mind you, this is taking place in the place down under. Oh, yes. Oh, the Australian. Yeah, so now when you're visualizing it, you can, you can think of it. Arnar! Oh, I don't think that's New Zealand, but... Clear! Clear! So now when you, you hear what I'm saying, just imagine it in an Australian accent. Um, so he's kind of corralling his brother out of the room, and his brother's just kind of out of it. Yeah. And um, eventually, as they're leaving the party... He stabs his brother, Duckett stabs his brother, and then he kills himself. <gasps> With what? A knife. He just had it? He, oh, well, no. I don't know. I think he grabbed it off the counter because they were walking through a kitchen. Oh. Um, but yeah, he stabs his brother and then he um, stabs himself in the eye. It's not super graphic, though. You can't really see a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next scene is where we meet our official protagonist, Mia. And she's a teenager. She is at this sort of like memorial service or a day of remembrance for her mother who's just passed away. Yeah. And when we meet her, she's watching videos on her phone of her mom. So it's really sad. Aww. And there's a moment where she's talking to her dad and he's kind of in the background blurry behind her. And she's, you just get the sense that they're not really connected anymore, you know, and she's, she just feels really alone, really isolated. And that's kind of one thing that's really cool about this movie is how, and a lot of scenes, the dad's really blurry, right? And so it's kind of like suggesting, you know, there's not, there's like a disconnect. He's not really there for her. Yeah. Right. Great filmmaking. Yeah. Visual storytelling. Yeah. There's so many great little, like, interesting things in it. So many repeating you know, mm. um, but anyway, so as she's trying to talk to her dad or kind of get him off her back, honestly, she's like, but she doesn't really want to talk to him. She gets a phone call. Okay. So the next scene, we meet our other protagonist, which is Riley. And he is maybe, I don't know, what'd you say? 14? 15? Yeah. He's about like 14 years old. Yeah. Okay. He's a younger kid and he's sitting there with his friend on a curbside and it's kind of dark out. 
and he's waiting for me to pick him up. That was the phone call she had. And you get the sense that he's a good kid. You know, his friend's like offering him cigarettes and he's like, no, <laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes. Don't they give you cancer? That was British. <laughs> Where's, what's your Australian accent? Clear. <laughs> Arnor. Isn't that New Zealand? Arnor. That's in Australia. Is it really Australia? Yes. Oh, why did I think it was New Zealand? They say no like nar. <laughs> um So anyway, Mia arrives and she picks him up and they're driving home together and they're singing a song together and you just they're just really close. And I'm gonna, gonna swing from the chandeliers. <laughs> Do you know that song? From the chandelier. Yeah, so they're singing that, and this, they have a sweet little relationship. Um, but then they come across a dead, or not a dead kangaroo, but a hurt kangaroo on the road. A ran over kangaroo. <gasps> no. Because this is Australia. Wouldn't that be wild? Like, just like seeing a kangaroo. Like, My friend backyard? moved there, and that was the first thing. She just sent me a picture of this just kangaroo that's just <laughs> hanging out. It's so weird. <laughs> I am vicious. They are. They're dicks. And they're buff. They're buff. They're really scary looking. They're scary. You think they're like sweet and cute and they're not though. They're like desert puppies but they're mean. <laughs> you know what? Steve Irwin should have like tackled them instead. <laughs> yeah. I think. Instead of croc- alligators and crocodiles. Yeah. So that would have been. He would have lost. Instead of dying by a stingray. Yeah, there's a there's a yeah. lot of things he should have done instead I'm, of that. I'm disappointed in you right now. I don't like so that you sorry. just said that. I'm sorry. That was inappropriate. It's have you seen the comments on his son's TikTok? Oh no! no. His, uh, every single comment is like, "Oh my god, your dad's dead!" Oh, no. <laughs> He's cute, though. He's really cute. He looks like his dad. He's handsome. It's He's sweet. really handsome. I'm like, can you get your own, you know, ca- kangaroo and cro- crocodile hunting show? Yeah. I-, I would like that. And this one, you wrestle um, kangaroos. You arm wrestle kangaroos? Yeah, because you do that. <laughs> I'd, I'd like that. I'd It'd watch that. It would just be funny. You know, I like it. Anyway, so yeah, they come across this kangaroo on the road. It's dying. And Riley is like, can you just put it put it out of its misery? You know, just run it over because oh, it's dying, and there's no gosh. way to help it. Yeah, and or, so or call like like an animal rehabilitation place. Too much work. Yeah, too much. Yeah, just run it over the car. Yeah, yes, but, but they're trying to. That's the merciful thing, right? Yeah, is to kind of kill this dying animal that's in pain. So they get back into the car and they go to Mia accelerates, but right as she's about to hit it, she stops. She can't bring herself to do it. Yeah. So she just drives off and Riley's like, why didn't you do it? And she's like, someone else will hit Maya, it. Maya, it's hot. Maya. That's still British. Was, like, that was like, Maya. Maya. Daddy. <laughs> but, like Draco Malfoy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So they get to um, Riley's house, and then we meet his big sister, Jade, who is uh, Mia's best friend, kind of. Yeah. Right? And so it's obvious that she has forgotten to pick up Riley, which is why he called Mia. And she's kind of, she's not the best of friends. Best best friend. Yeah. No. It seems like they used to be, though, at like some point. Yes. Well, and she's just very into her phone. Like, Mia's trying to talk to her. She's not listening. Mm-hmm. She's also got a boyfriend. His name is Daniel. And we learned that he used to kind of go out with Mia a little bit. Like, oh. nothing serious, but they did have a relationship prior. Yeah. 
right? And But anyway, so Mia's trying to tell her about the kangaroo, and she's just not listening. She's just really into her phone and into her own thing. And then Mia's like, you know, today was my mom's day of remembrance. And then that kind of finally gets Jade's attention, and she's like... So she's like, I kind of need a distraction. So it's kind of decided that maybe they're going to go to, like, a party, right? Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't she pull up, like, a TikTok or something? And it's, like, of the party and what they do, like, the possession. Yeah, that's when they're leaving to go to the party. But anyway, so, yeah, that's basically that's where we're at, is they're kind of sneaking out to go to this party thing. and That's in quotes, because the mom knows. Yeah, yeah, the mom kind of knows, but she's kind of uh, like, she's like... She's she's not a regular mom. She's a cool mom. <laughs> she's a cool mom, but she's like, oh, yeah, clearly you're trying to sneak out right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, but anyway, um, so Mia, Mia convinces Jade to let Riley go, because she likes Riley, and I think um, she's kind of like sort of adopted him a little bit as her younger brother because it seems like maybe she's an only child so i think she's just you know kind of formed a bond with him yeah um so they're walking to this party and they're looking at this video and it's we don't really see what's going on in the video but it seems kind of like chaotic and we hear jade be like you know that's just fake anyway but mia's hmm. really interested in, in seeing whatever it is that this video is showing yeah so they get to the party and we meet some of our other characters, Haley, Joss, and Daniel. Mm-hmm. And um, Haley is not happy that Mia's there and she kind of pulls Jade aside and she's like, dude, Mia's like really needy. It's super depressing that she's like super clingy. I'm not happy that she's here. So Stupid idiot losing her mom and being I, sad and stuff. I know. She's embarrassing. I, how why embarrassing. Did you, why did you bring her? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so embarrassing that her mom died. Yeah, that's cringe. <laughs> okay and then also again we meet daniel and then we see like he's kind of friends with mia too at this point um Mm -hmm. so uh the next thing is Haley and joss joss is a boy by the way i don't know if you could tell by the name no (laughs) it kind of sounds like maybe a lady name but yeah i never heard that name it's not it's you know it's a man is he supposed to be in high school because he does look like 30 years old yeah he looks a little older yeah it's like why why are these teenagers hanging out with this I think, oh, to be fair, I do. I don't know. Actually, you know what? If he was the kind of guy that, like, you know those, the, the graduates who, like, hang out with teenagers all the time? Yeah. He might, he might be like that. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, Haley and Joss ask for a volunteer, which Mia, she volunteers. She doesn't really know what she's getting into, no. other than maybe what she's seen in the videos. Um, so Mia sits in a chair and Joss ties her no, to it. No. Yeah. I want to go home. <laughs> Mom, come pick me up. And Haley <laughs> says someone needs to time it for 90 seconds or they'll want to stay in you. She lights a candle to open the door and blow it out to close it. That's what she says. They bring out a ceramic hand and it has writing all over it. Yeah. And they instruct Mia to say, to hold it like you're shaking a hand and say, talk to me. Right. And she does. <laughs> and suddenly a figure, a, a, a disfigured sort of kind of person is in front of her. And obviously she freaked out. But nobody else can see what she's seeing. And so she lets go of the hand. <gasps> right? And Jade's in the back and she's like, dude, you're just pretending right now. <gasps> and, and Mia's like, no, I'll prove it to you. I'm not pretending. I saw something. So she takes the hand again. And then a different disfigured person appears in front of her and they're kind of like what is the word waterlogged waterlogged yeah probably drowned yeah they're just like all wet and like looks like it's been in the ocean for a long time and you can hear like water sound in the background 
Yeah. And that, again, that's a, a sound you'll hear a lot in the movie. And so then she's instructed to say, I let you in. At which point she gets fully possessed by this water dead spirit person, right? And her eyes go black. And uh, it's pretty clear she's not faking it, <laughs> right? And, and I think everybody kind of around the room realizes she's not faking it at all. And like we hear a door slam. And she looks at Riley. And she says, uh, they like you. Yeah. They like you. That's how she says it. (laughs) And and then she goes, he's right behind you now. (gasps) Right? And then she starts kind of chanting, they'll split ya! They'll split ya! They'll split ya! And run, 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 run! Are you getting scared just now? Yeah, like, I'd be like, Mom, pick me up. I don't want this party I think we're doing a pretty good job right now. (laughs) So now the spirit's kind of getting aggressive and Mm -hmm. doesn't want to let go of the hand, right, that that, that it's holding on to. Oh, my gosh. But they're finally able to take it away from her and blow out the candle, and Mia is herself again. And Haley tells her that they went a little bit over the minute. But everyone is like super excited. They're all cheering. They're just like pumped. Like, this is like um, what's it called? An alg- allegory? allegory for drugs. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. see. Or that's kind of like one of I guess the theories of it. Yeah. But I think to, it's pretty obvious to me. Um, wow. But and then again, another thing is like they are they all pull out their phones to record them doing it right because they're watching it when they're walking there they're watching it when Duckett was leaving the party people are recording it right typical Gen Z <laughs> post Gen Zers but it, so it's like it's kind of like oh, I thought that was kind of an interesting incorporate incorporation of like technology you know yeah and how how would teenagers use their phones because that's like, I feel like that's totally something that a dumb teenager would do at a house party, like watching someone do really, really stupid, and then instead of helping, recording it. Totally. Right. That's what people do with their phone. So back at Jade and Riley's house, Riley asks Jade if he can sleep with her because he's scared. But she's being a butthole, and she's like, no. (laughs) You're not four anymore. That's what she's, yeah. That's so British. It was. I can't do an Australian. No, no, no. You're not far anymore. You're not far anymore. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, he, right, Jade tells him no, and then he goes, and and Mia's sleeping on the couch, or she's sitting on the couch on like a pullout couch, and he's like, "Can I sleep with you?" And Mia's like, "Yeah, of course." You know. And yeah. so but it's just kind of like a sweet moment. Yeah. And she's like, are you scared? He's like, yeah, a little bit. And she's like, are you going to have nightmares? And then he's like, no, I don't have nightmares. And then she's like, I do. And so she describes to him what her nightmare is, which is that she looks in a mirror and she can't see her own reflection like she doesn't exist. Oh, my gosh. And um, then uh, Riley asks her, like, you know, after your mom died, I heard you were really, really sad. And she was like, yeah, I was sad, but, you know, now now that I found you guys, now that I have you guys, I just don't feel so alone anymore. And it's Aww. like, it's kind of sweet. So as they're falling asleep, we see a waterlogged hand reach out and touch yeah. Riley's cheek. No. Yeah. No. I don't like it. <laughs> no. No. Oh, 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 one thing I forgot to add is that before they fall asleep, he does ask um, how her mom died. 
and she tells him that it was an accidental overdose and that the dad couldn't get in the room in the morning. He was sleeping on the couch and then he couldn't get into the room in the morning because she, her body was blocking the way and that there were scratch marks on the door, scratch marks under her fingernails. And so again, you know, you kind of have this imagery of him pounding on a door, trying to get in. Um, uh, Then the next day, Jade asks Haley if they can use the hand again. And so they kind of put together a little shindig to be at uh, Jade's place, just like a small group of people. Um, right? Because I think Mia's like, she's all about it right now. She's like, Because you- Daniel wanted to try it. Yeah, Daniel wanted to try it. And I think Mia also was like, kind of also. One thing, oh, I forgot to add that when they're having that conversation, he asks, Riley asks Mia how, what it felt like. And she's like, it felt amazing. Huh. Euphoric. Yeah, she, she so huh. again, yeah, she. Like she, drugs. You like drugs. Yeah. yeah. I guess because why would you want to? That just sounds horrible. Right? Unless it you felt scary. really good. But she's feeling something. Yes. I think, right when you're really depressed, you don't necessarily feel things. You get to feel something. You yeah. want to feel something. You want to feel alive, right? Yeah. And so later that night, Haley, Joss, and Daniel show up at, at uh, Jaden Riley's house and then also a friend of Riley's too. And they bring out the hand for Daniel to try. Mia asks where the hand came from. And Joss says it's an embalmed hand from a medium. And then Haley says it's a hand from a Satanist. Oh, God. So we don't really exactly know the origin of it. Yeah. Um, one interesting thing that I was seeing online is that there's actually... So there's writing on it. You can't really see what it is. But somebody's saying it's actually like signatures of all the people that it's been with. Huh. So I kind of like that. I love the internet. That is so cool. I know. I can't, I want to do more research on the hand. So Daniel takes his turn and the spirit takes over his body and declares that Daniel hates it when Jade touches him and it makes him soft. And then, but I, the other thing about his character is he's supposed to be very like religious and yeah. very like much so a good boy. Um, but then his chair falls over. He's making like erotic sounds like... <sighs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, and his cha- his chair falls over, and then the family's French. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you know that sounds like something a French person would say. Yeah. <laughs> you make me soft. <laughs> um, you make me soft. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so the chair falls over. The family dog comes over and starts licking Daniel's face, and he's like. Kind of making out with the dog a little oh bit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so uh, he finally, they take the hand from him. And obviously, when he comes to, he's just, like, humiliated. Yeah. Delete it. it. Delete it. Delete the video. It's British. <laughs> Delight, Actually, delete this... the video. <laughs> <laughs> delete the video. Delete the video. Delete the video. Um, but so after this, Daniel comes back and then again, they're all just having a great time. And this is actually my favorite scene in the, the movie. It's, it's mine too. Yeah. We're going to have to put a, a clip of the song that's playing. And the song just... is. It's all over the internet. Oh. Le Monde. Oh. I think you know. <gasps> yes. Yes. Yeah. And you, and you, yeah. I, I love, love that song. song. I love that song. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, they're all just like having a great time. They're all taking turns getting possessed and just like they're just all laughing at each other doing dumb shit. Yeah. Again, as teenagers do. And as the night winds down, Riley says he wants to try the hand. Jade is like, hell no. <laughs> but Mia's kind of like, well, you know, you could just let him try. 
And Jane's like, dude, no. And then Mia's like, you know, you don't have to be a bitch about all things Riley. And obviously that kind of upsets Jade. And so she leaves the room with Daniel. And then Mia's like, okay, you know, maybe maybe it isn't a good idea. But then Riley kind of, you know, guilt trips her into letting him use the hand. And he's like, well, what if I just use it for 50 seconds, right? And so she's like, all right, just 50 seconds. And it's fine, right? Because again, I think she wants... I think she so desperately wants relationship and co- connection and contact that she is easy to kind of, I don't want to say manipulate, but she, you know, she, she wants to do what she can to kind of maintain the relationships that she has. So Riley takes his turn and when he first grabs the hand, he sees something in front of him and he looks really uncomfortable and he looks over at Mia and she kind of encourages she's like yeah go ahead and do it you know it's okay it's okay and then he says i let you in and then this possession fully takes over him and he starts saying i'm so sorry and i miss you so much mia right and mia's like oh my god that's my mom <laughs> and so she's like you know let the time keep going we in and after it hits 50 seconds she's like no please let me let me keep talking to him or talking it's my mom don't stop it. It's my mum. It's me mum. It's me mum. It's my arm. <laughs> oh no, it's my mum. It's my mum. <laughs> so yeah, the the spirit is like yeah, saying he misses her and that she's he's so proud of her or she's so proud of her. And then things get weird. He starts banging his head well, violently. Things start getting weird once he touches. She touches his hand. Is that what happens? Yeah, she touches his hand, and then things start to get a little weird. Uh, okay, but uh, so so yeah, he starts banging his head viciously on the table, oh my gosh. and they're tr- and it's like cracking his head open, and they're trying to take the hand from him, and he will not let go of it, and the wow. chair kind of like slides against, uh, like around the floor, and then it hits another wall, and again he's like banging his head on stuff and then jade comes in and she again she's trying to you know take the hand from him and actually she 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 as he's trying to bang his head again she puts her hand in the way and it like breaks her hand but eventually they are able to get the hand from him but obviously it's probably gone over again 90 seconds yeah um so obviously the cops are called an ambulance comes and takes riley to the hospital and there's kind of a scene it doesn't get too detailed into it but basically the cops are there and they're questioning everybody the scene is actually really cool because like all the muff all the voices are muffled like mia yeah you can like mia's the main focus yeah yeah and then you can hear in the background Haley and joss being like we got to get our story straight yeah oh so they're kind of turds. And they don't want to, they probably don't want to tell them about the hand. They don't want to tell them what really happened. Right? Well, probably, you know, I don't think anybody would believe it. Right. Yeah. But, um, so Mia's dad picks her up and he's asking her, he's trying to talk to her. He's trying to communicate with her and he's asking her like what happened. Yeah. And then instead of telling her dad what happened, she accuses him of withholding information about what happened to her mom. Um, and so then she goes, she kind of storms up to her room and we see she has smuggled the hand in her backpack. (gasps) Oh no. So at the hospital that Riley's in critical condition and Jade and Daniel and his mom are all around the bed waiting for him to kind of 
you know, wake up even, but he's, he's pretty messed up at this point. Yeah. And so Mia, she probably sneaks out, we're guessing, and she sneaks out and she goes and she tries to see Riley because she loves Riley and she loves Jade and she, she feels like that's her family. But the mom is like really, really upset. And she asks Mia if she's given him drugs and she's convinced that Mia has, must have slipped him something. Yeah. And I know that you've done marijuana. I know that you've done marijuana. Marijuana. (laughs) Because they're in Australia. Yeah. This is what they sound like. It never gets old. (laughs) That's good. Um, And then she's like, no, you can't, you can't see Riley. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, And which, you know, I think it's kind of fair, you know. Yeah. She doesn't, you know. I think that's the most logical and technically, you know, because something happened and that's a lot. Yeah. It must have been drugs and it was something like drugs. Right. They should not have been messing with that thing. Bath salts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They'll do that to you. They'll split you. Split (laughs) you. So she's obviously she kind of runs away and she's walking the halls of the hospital. And in the reflection, she sees the figure of her mom. Stop. Yeah. And so she follows the reflection. She to where it was in the bathroom. And she's calling for her mom, and um, she does. She hears. She hears her mom say, "Help me!" And she hears it coming from a stall. So she's trying to get into the stall. She's banging on the door. She can't get in. But finally, she's able to burst through, and then no one's there. So obviously, she leaves pretty upset. And Daniel sees her like as she's trying to leave because she's kind of in the middle of something. And then he he gives her a ride home. You know, he's trying to be a nice guy. She's saying, she's kind of like, you know, I really don't want to be alone tonight. And Daniel hesitantly is like, okay, (laughs) I guess I'll stay with you. Mm -hmm. You know, even though in his head, you know, he's with Jade and obviously she's not going to like it. He he says that he doesn't have a place to stay because his parents think thinks he's somewhere else. Right. And she is like, she's like, yeah, you can. So he's like, if my parents found out where I was, where I was, where, where I was, they flip out on me. That's, <laughs> that was horrendous. It's, get, it's getting so there. Hard. It's getting there, parents. You know, so they get to Mia's house and they're kind of having, they're reminiscing about when they were kind of together. Yeah. Um, you know, they're fond of each other. And I think Mia, I think Mia kind of has more feelings for him than what she lets on. But again, I think she would connect and latch on to anybody because I think she's just so lonely. Yeah. Um, and so Mia tells him about speaking to her mom through Riley. And he's like, yeah, it probably wasn't your mom. It was probably like, you know, they're inside your head. So they probably like know what you're thinking, what you're feeling. But Mia is not so convinced. She's like, she called me me. No one else would know that. Because she's dumb. <laughs> like Mia. It's an- a ghost doesn't even have to get inside your head to figure out that nickname. Oh, she's not dumb. She just misses she's, her mom. She's lonely and she's grieving. She misses her mom. It's sad. So Daniel is asleep in Mia's bed next, and she's next to him again. She's watching videos of her mom on her phone, and it looked like they were had like a really close relationship, and it's it's really sad. And yeah. and she's so they're sleeping like one head on one end of the bed, and one head on, head on the other end of the bed. Yeah, and she she's can, sleeping with some feet. Yeah, well, she, and she's, like, next to his leg, and she's trying to, like, put her arm up against his leg. Again, just, like, really starving for that contact. And yeah. so I love how you're like, yeah, she's really starving for that contact. And I'm like, she's sleeping with some feet. <laughs> you know what? You put feet in your mouth. 
So don't pretend like you're grossed out. I like to play with your toenails. She does. She sits and she plays with my toenails. True story. You're like, you know what? You're like this next spirit that's coming up right now. Um, so she falls asleep and dreams of Daniel kind of embracing her and holding her. Mm-hmm. But in the background, you can hear banging on a door. And then she sees her mom dead on the floor and her dad kind of trying to drag her out. And then she, she like wakes up frantically. And in the corner, she sees something no. in the dark corner. And then she sees Paris <laughs> <laughs> crawling towards her. Going, oh, no. <laughs> Paris, <laughs> Paris, no. Um, and so this creepy—it's not actually me; it's a wretched old hag, <laughs> which is actually Paris. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and so she's this creepy old lady. Um, is like crawling on her hands and knees, and she's like no. kind of scurrying over there. No, and then she starts sucking on Daniel's toes. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. she's sucking on Daniel's toes, and Mia's like, she's really getting at it, too. Yeah. She is. It's like Paris. <laughs> oh. I'm going to beat you down. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Ew. Is he reacting at no, all? No, he's still sleeping. And yeah. he's like, Daniel, wake up. Or no. Or no. Daniel. His, his, or Daniel, Dan- wake up. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, I Daniel. I don't know I how they say it. Daniel. <laughs> um, and wait, then, and it's next to her head because she's sleeping next to. Well, she kind of like got up and she's like sta- standing on the ed- on the other end of the bed, watching yeah. Daniel's toes get sucked off. <laughs> and she, and then like Daniel wakes up, and then and surprise, it's her. No, it's no, Paris. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mia. <laughs> and she, and she's like, you can see her eyes are like glazed over. Right? So Mia was the one sucking his toes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's I, horrifying. I know. I, I, I hate the thought of not being in control of my body. Yeah? That freaks me out. Is it something you think about a lot? I When it happens in films and stuff, or when oh. like somebody takes over your body and does something with it, like I just find that so violating and scary. That is a... Oh, anyway, yeah. Daniel wakes up and he sees Mia is sucking on his toes. Oh my gosh. I know. How embarrassing. Oh my gosh. I know. Horrifying. I know. And that's on some porn website. That's true. Do you know there are people that are obsessed with Margot Robbie's feet? What? Why? Because they've been in movies so many times. She Googled her own name, and the first thing that comes as a suggestion is feet. Oh. People are weird about feet. You know, I've never gotten that one. I've never gotten, like, I don't, I'm not here to shame, but, like, feet? I don't know. Why? I'm here to shame. (laughs) (laughs) Why feet? I'm indifferent about feet. Like, I'm not like attracted to them but like i can recognize a good foot i actually hate feet i always wear socks because i hate feet i hate my own feet i don't like seeing feet that's right you told me you don't like to take your socks off Mm -mm. no i don't have i like i like i don't know i don't care about feet i'm just like i'm not grossed out by them but i'm also not like let me see your feet feet are amazing like you know how many bones are in them and stuff like lots of they're incredible how much they support us it's just i don't know i don't i don't get the feet and they carry us and if you woke up to someone sucking your toes or if i was without my own you know will to be doing oh, that to someone that'd be horrifying gosh. i hate having my feet sucked on yeah my toes You're like, like, oh, no. <laughs> am i revealing too much about myself right now <laughs> could you imagine waking up like you're sucking on someone's feet but it's a man's 
stinky, gross-ass in socks feet. I don't think Daniel has gross feet. Thank goodness. <laughs> I can see him being stinky. <laughs> I guess he is a teenage boy. I don't know. I guess anyway. if it's an attractive, young, healthy person, it'd be a little better. You'd be like, you know, actually. <laughs> Instead of somebody, like, some nasty, nasty feet. Yeah. Because feet get gross. Yeah. That would be horrible. Like, actually, is it cute? <laughs> <laughs> So Daniel is pissed, and she and, and Mia's trying to explain to him, like, no, it's not me. And but obviously he saw what he insane. saw. Yeah, how do you right? Oh how do you gosh. come back from that? There's no coming back from sucking on someone's oh, feet. Oh my god! I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> and he trusted her to like yeah. stay over and like, yeah, you know, I'm with this other person. So from his perspective, him's perspective, from him's perspective, his perspective, it's not good. But also, he knows weird shit is happening. That's the other thing. Huh. But um. So he he leaves. He's angry. He's freaked out. And Mia's trying to beg him to stay, but yeah, he's not he's not hearing it. As he leaves, Mia has a little breakdown, and she starts like slapping herself, and she's just like she's having a hard time. So, oh my and uh, she's really desperate, and she brings out the hand, and she's like, "Please, mom, like, please, no, and, no." And, and there's no mom, way to stop her. Yeah, no. And her mom's in front of her. Now this time we see her mom. And she's like, she's kind of scary looking. She's kind of scary looking. She's fucked up. Really? Like how? Like she looks like a corpse. She looks like a corpse. Oh, yeah. Doesn't she also look a little waterlogged? Um, not yet. Each time we see her mom, she looks more progressively more and more waterlogged. Huh. Interesting. We'll talk about that. Yeah. When she saw her in the mirror, but when she has, she, she looked, looked alive. She looks normal. Yeah. Not alive, but like not scary. Oh, okay. Right? So but she we, looked kind of dead, but like. Yeah. When we get a close view of her, we see she looks, you know, dead. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mia asks her if she really killed herself. And she's like, no, I'd never leave you. Which, you know, that's exactly what Mia wants to hear. Right. Because huh. if you imagine what that would do to your kid, like if you killed yourself. Right. Like. Like, why? Why did you leave me? Right? Yeah. And I think that's something Mia is struggling with a lot. So her mom says, no, she, she'd never want to leave her. And again, we hear water bubbling in the background. Huh. And her mom tells her that Riley needs help. That he needs her, she, she, he needs her help. And then we see them, lay, they're laying in bed together. And she's being, like, cuddling. Yeah. With a corpse Cuddled mom? by her mom. Her dad. The scary-looking corpse mom. Yeah, it's sad. Um, so in the hospital, Riley is catatonic, and Jade's trying to give him a sponge bath. But again, he kind of comes to for a minute, not as himself. But he, 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 again, he's like starting to attack himself. He's what? banging his head. What? And even uh, though he let go, even though he let go, right? Because they said if this, if it stays more than ninety seconds, oh. it's going to want to stay inside of you. Oh my gosh! And again, he's like a bloody mess, and it's just and he slurps that shit up. He does. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, he does. He has his own blood? Yeah, because it's like he's in the bath, right? They're trying to get him clean. And anyway, (laughs) I can see the disgust (gasps) on your face. Um, So Mia meets up with Haley, Joss, and Daniel and Jade. And and she asks if they've been seeing stuff. And they all say no. Um, They mentioned that their friend Duckett was the one who gave them the hand, but that he'd, he'd been seeing stuff without it. And then he killed himself. He oh. said, he's like, I don't, I don't need this anymore because I'm seeing shit without it. You can take it. You can have it. Oh. Um, so they, they discuss how his brother's actually still alive. 
and that they can go talk to him, the guy who was stabbed in the beginning. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh. So, yeah, they track down his brother, and um, he tells them the people who were inside Daniel, or not Daniel, sorry, uh, Duckett really messed up his head, and he would have been fine if he would have just left the hand alone, mm-hmm. right? And he, and he tells them that, you know, the longer that they stay in your body without any interference, the, the weaker they get, and that eventually the body will sort of just, like, purge it, oh. right? How he knows this? I don't know, um, but so they have this, you know, new tidbit of information. But I don't know, Mia. She's not. She's in a weird place right now, mm-hmm. and she she's talking to Jade after they're done with their conversation with this guy. And she, I don't know. She doesn't really seem convinced that that's the answer. And mm-hmm. but Jade's kind of done with Mia at this point. She's like, you know, I wish you didn't force yourself into my family. Like, look at all this stuff you've caused now. And she found out that she'd been sleeping in the bed with Daniel. So oh. she's like, you're sleeping in bed with my boyfriend. You got my brother in this, in this fucked up position. Yeah. I, but Mia's like, you know what? Maybe, maybe the candle wasn't blown out properly. You know, maybe after the ceremony, maybe we didn't close the door. Yeah. And so she's like, maybe we can help him. She just totally re- disregards all everything that this other guy told her she's like you know maybe we can help him if we if we try to do the ritual with the hand again and maybe we can do it proper this time yeah oh, i know because she's like she's being misled yeah you know but jade you know jade's really desperate to save her brother yeah and so she agrees she's like all right we'll do it again they head to riley's hospital room and they try to do the ritual but it doesn't work and mia's like you know what i'm just gonna do it and so she takes the hand and she calls for daniel but a little girl appears in front of her instead. Riley. What did you I said, say? You said Daniel. Damn it. <laughs> she calls. For, well, you know what? She'd be, she'd be calling for Daniel, too. <laughs> anyway, but in this instance, she was calling for Riley. Okay. Um, and But she asks the little girl where she can find Riley. And, and the little girl's like, I can show you. And so she flashes this v- vision to Mia of Riley this time the ghost says i let you in oh yeah this time the ghost is like i let you in oh and then she so she sees daniel being tortured and there's all these like people around him and they're biting him and like it kind of looks like a fucked up orgy it does actually um the director said that he had to cut a lot of the scene actually from the movie out because it wouldn't get the approved rating like it was going to be r but it would this would have pushed it to uh what is it nc-17 ma oh wow i don't know not rated yeah anyway so this uh, so that's where his spirit is yeah yeah that's what that's what she thinks um oh she so you think she's being or she is being kind of misled maybe well she's listening to these spirits who knows yeah so we don't really we don't we don't really know what the truth is at Uh. this point we're kind of hearing a lot of different things like about her mom's death right did she kill herself did she not kill herself what's (laughs) what's going on with riley is like um yeah so at this point we're not really sure what to make of it um but so she comes out of this vision and she she's crying and she's like they're never gonna stop they're just torturing him and and they're not gonna stop it um so now at home mia's dad tells her he wants to be honest about what happened to her mom he shows her a suicide note that confirms that her mom did in fact kill herself and mia and her dad finally connect for a minute and they're kind of embracing each other and then he, Mia hears her mom's voice telling her it's not true oh. and then again she sees the reflection oh. don't listen to him yeah that's good see Pierce you're getting it that's good <laughs> um, so Mia goes to her room 
where her mom tells her he's lying and then that's not her dad. What? Yeah. We hear her dad knocking on the door and her mom tells her that they're imitating him what? and that he's going to hurt her. What? She tells Mia that Riley is suffering and that she needs he she needs to put him out of his misery. And so the dad finally enters the room and he attacks Mia and he has her on the ground. He looks fucked up. Yeah, he looks demonic. Yeah. And he's strangling her. And so she grabs a pair of scissors next to him or next to her and she stabs him in the neck. And then as this happened, we actually see this outside view of, of her dad at the door hearing the struggle going in. And then it was actually her dad. She her real dad who wasn't attacking her. And she stabs him in the neck. So again, like, yikes! Now she's she's really isolated. She's really alone. Yeah, that's the person who wanted wanted to connect with her. Yeah, and she pushed away, but she kept going to all these other things. Yeah, and then she stabbed him in the neck. Yeah, yeah. Um. So at the hospital, Jade gets a call from Mia, and she tells her she knows how to help Riley. And Jade is actually at this point, she seems kind of happier. She seems kind of uplifted. She's like, you know what? I actually think he's getting better. Yeah. She's like, he he seemed like himself for just a minute today, and she's like, she's she's just feeling better. She's in a more positive mood. Yeah. Um. But Mia tells her she needs to show her something and to meet her at her house. No, 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 no. So no. Mia watches Jade drive away at the parking lot of the hospital. So she's sitting in her car watching Jade leave. And Mia goes into Riley's room, and no. Jade's mom is there, and she apologizes to Mia. She's like, "They did a they did a drug test, and there was no drugs in his system." She's like, "I just couldn't accept that he had a breakdown, you know." And she's apologizing to Mia, and well, they kind. have kind of a sweet moment. And and Mia um, asks for a moment alone with Riley. No, no, no. Um. So she has this moment alone with Riley and she's kind of holding his hand and um, then she she looks again at Riley and she sees in his place is an old evil man and he's laughing and he's like, you found me. That's what he says. <gasps> Demon guy. And then um, he's like, Riley is ours. Arnor! Arnor! <laughs> Riley is ours. <laughs> um, she pulls a pair of the, the same pair of scissors out of her pocket no um but again she looks and then she looks down at riley and it's riley again and he's conscious and he's looking at her um and then again he, she looks again and then it, again it's the old man right and then she turns around <laughs> she sees a bloody kangaroo hopping away Right, so the bloody kangaroo in the beginning of the movie yeah. that she couldn't bear to bring herself to put out of its misery. Yeah. Um, and he's he's hopping away, hop, hop, hopping away. So as this is happening, Jade arrives at Mia's house and she finds her dad, who's still alive. He's still alive. And she calls the mom and she's like, hey, you need to watch out for Mia. She's not right right now. You need to stay with Riley. Oh my gosh. Um, but so the mom goes and Riley is not in his hospital bed. Oh no. So uh, Jade pulls up to the hospital and she sees Mia kind of running away with Riley in a wheelchair towards a busy road. Mia still sees Riley as this old man um, behind Mia so okay so she gets to this road it's a busy road and she's standing there and we can see jade kind of running she's kind of still far off but we see 
you know, Mia at this road sort of deliberating what she wants to do next, if she wants to, you know, what, what she wants to do. And then her mom places her hands on Mia's shoulders and she's like, you're doing the right thing. We're so proud of you. And at this point, moment, she is very waterlogged. She's like all wet. She's Whoa. dripping. <laughs> yeah, she's dripping. <laughs> she's... <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's like, you're doing the right thing and I'm so proud of you. And then she says that she'll protect Riley and that they'll have him forever. Um, so the next thing we see is a car's windshield getting smashed by a body. The body in the road is Mia. What? Yeah. She yeeted herself. She, she gets up out of the road and she's like looking around and she sees, um, you know, Jade cradling Riley and um, so next thing she knows, she's kind of at the hospital room and she's looking around and she sees Riley has made a full recovery mm-hmm. and she sees her dad is leaving the hospital. Riley and the family are leaving the hospital and um, she looks into a mirror and she sees no reflection. Oh and as she's doing this, the lights are going off one by one by one. Um, and she's be- she's pleading for her dad to not leave her. And then finally, she's in pitch black darkness until she sees a light. And she follows the light, and it's a candle, and she sees a hand, and she takes the hand, and she sees a group of men sitting at a table, and one of them says, I let you in. And that is talk to me. Wow. <laughs> what are you thinking? Wow. Oh, that's crazy. I know. It's sad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, Mia. Wow. Yeah. Did you see that coming? No. Where did you think, how did you think it was going to end? I don't know. I'm very optimistic. I just want everybody to get better. And then <laughs> maybe they put the hand in the ground and bury it really deep. But like Mi- Jumanji. Mia broke the rule. She broke, this is the thing I've seen in a lot of horror movies. Like yeah. normally when somebody dies and it's somebody that you don't want to die, it's because they broke some sort of rule. Yeah. So in Mia's case, it's because she keeps using the hand, the hand right? Yeah. She's abusing she the, stole hand. It the hand. Yeah. So, oh but gosh. what's interesting is there's a lot of different theories about the end or not yeah. a lot, but so one of them that I was reading online is that Jade pushed her, which that's nonsense. Like, yeah. clearly, Jade didn't push her because she wasn't close enough yet. Yeah. Um, the other one is that um, she throws herself into the road to save Riley. Like, at the very last minute, she, she she realizes what's happening, and she throws herself in the road to save Riley. Yeah. And then the last theory, and this is the one that I personally subscribe to, which is that she hears her mom being like, we'll have him forever. And I think she's like... I want them to have me forever. I want to be with my mom forever. Uh, and I think that's why she yeah. throws herself in the road. What did you think? I like to think... I also read somewhere that, like, there was something that her mom said, like, oh, we'll have him forever, that made her realize that that wasn't her mom. Yeah. So she just threw herself off instead. But the thing about that one is, like, why wouldn't she just, like, wait it out? You know what I mean? Was she just distraught? I feel like the one where she just wants to be with her. Because that's what she wants throughout the entire movie. She just wants to be with her mom again. And then she hears her mom say, you know, I'll be with you forever. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll protect you. I'll be with you. Yeah. And isn't it crazy the things that we do to, like, avoid? Like, her fear was looking into a mirror and not seeing anything going back. So she was going and doing all these crazy things. Yeah. But then that's what 
That's what led her to that. Yeah, she wants to do this thing at the party so she can be seen and Mm -hmm. so she can, you know, feel like she's she's part of a group. She's pushing her dad away who wants to connect with her because she wants to connect with this dead mom. And then it just actualized her fear. Yeah. Like the things that we're scared of. I don't know. The, it, the, the, the ways we placate ourselves yeah. make yeah, it worse. I maybe. also think that maybe she didn't trust her dad or she's maybe mad at her dad because he's sleeping on the couch. So without any, you know, background, a part of a couple sleeps on a couch. What does that usually mean? Totally. And she was closer to her mom. Right. And the mom kills herself. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like clearly there was something maybe going on in the home yeah. um, with her parents that maybe she she has some sort of blame Sure. In her heart towards her dad. Like, sure. Which, you know, when we're teenagers, we don't necessarily understand the dynamics there. Yeah. Um, you know. But it's sad. It's a sad, it's a sad end. It's a sad end. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's also, yeah, it, it it's like, yeah, tie, it ties in a lot of things, right? Like you, yeah, interesting. And the, the again, there's more, there's thoughts about, you know, the demons, like who was her mom? Was it actually her mom? Yeah, there's a lot of theories about like, you know, the demons involved or the spirits involved, why uh, they're doing the things they're doing. Yeah. Was it actually her mom? And I think, you know, it obviously wasn't her mom. Yeah, it wasn't her mom. It was the ghost in the beginning. Yeah, the waterlogged ghost. Oh. Right? oh. And then also, if you think about when she's like, he, he's right behind you, I think she's talking about that old man mm-hmm. that she sees. Oh. Right? So it seems like these are two, like, oh, yeah, you found me. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Malevolent spirits. Some people think they're demons, but I, I, I actually kind of think that, um, you know, one of the big themes in this movie is, is loneliness. And I think... That maybe these malevolent spirits are doing what they're doing because they're lonely, right? Because they're in this void. They're in this darkness forever. And they just, they want to be part of something and they want to be out there. And I think, I think that, I think it ties in nicely to the theme of the movie that these spirits, they don't want to be alone anymore. Yeah. You know, and they see a hand and they're like, yeah, I'm grabbing it and I'm not letting go. Kind of like how Mia, again, she's using this hand over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the writers knew what happened? Yes. Yeah. I do think they know. And yeah, they just, well, that's an that's a good way to tell a story, huh? Yeah. Is to just have it written out and just cut a chunk out. Yeah. And just let people kind of theorize and, and talk about it and put their yeah. own personal, you know. I think that's great in, like, horror. Like, I love playing a new horror video game when you don't know how the monster works. Yeah. Because there's just all this mystery you don't know, and it's, it's scary. And it's scarier. Yeah. It's scarier than something that you know exactly what it is. You know exactly how it works. Mm-hmm. Would you watch this movie? No. No? No. Oh, my gosh. No, possession really scares me, and demons really scare me. Really? Really scare me. Really? really. What about, like, slashers? If they're not too gory. People getting cut up and hurt really scares me. <laughs> no, that scares me less. But I don't. I really. I don't like. I. I. I, I think I told you this last time that I'll be in a Halloween store and I'll see the pretend severed hands and stuff. I had a panic attack. It, it made me. Yeah. See, I think demonic possession actually kind of like freaks me out less because it's less tangible, right? It's less like it's less of reality. Whereas like a slasher, like people be crazy. That like, that, that happens in real life. Yeah. Yeah. You know what about you, Paris? Oh, I'm not really afraid of scary movies, oh. though. Really? What about martyrs? Martyrs just made me feel like a bad person. And, like, <laughs> their faces kind of got burned into my brain. Yeah. Yeah. They're skinless faces. And, like, all the fucked up shit. Yeah. It, I don't want to say it scared me, but it just it just got burned into my memory. Sometimes scary movies scare me. I've seen a lot. Sometimes they scare me. 
You know what I like? I like monsters. You, I like monsters too, like mm. werewolves. Yeah, werewolves, vampires. I like werewolves and I, vampires. The best video games have great monster designs and monster concepts. Like Silent Hill has some really scary Did you monsters. See that movie? No, but it's I love the video up. games. I'm sure it is. It's because really fucked up. Silent Hill is very psychological. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, that is. I watched that movie when I was a kid, and I was like, oh my god. I didn't want to watch that one because yeah, I didn't. There's a lot of gore. It's very gory. Yeah, I don't like gore. I mean, Silent Hill is. Well, Silent Hill's creepy, but, you know, I, I like, I think monsters are interesting. Also, the uh, idea of, like, a misunderstood monster, like yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah, like Frankenstein. I always feel so sad for Frankenstein. Yeah. Or Frankenstein's monster, right? He's, oh, yeah. Te- I Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. You're right. It's just like, he, he's just like this girl. He just wants connection. And yeah. people reject him. Yeah. And then, then he's the monster. Yeah. Well... Thank you for being with us, Sarah. Yeah. We love having you here. Thanks for letting me in. <laughs> oh, but don't you. Don't guard. <laughs> don't let them in. I've got this up. Uh,